0: Okay. All right. You've landed on Island 49. I'm Weston Smith. This evening, I want to talk with you all about two very particular topics. Obviously, league meetings just kicked off and widely publicized some of John Lynch's comments concerning who the starting quarterback in the of the 2023 season might be for your San Francisco 49ers. Also want to spend a few minutes talking about um, Brandon Ayuk and some of the chatter around teams inquiring if he's available for trade, which is really honestly not surprising given the time of year it is. It's March 27th. Like I said, league meetings are, are just kicking off. You got a lot of leadership from these teams that are just kind of trading war stories of the previous seasons, what they're planning to do go forward and not shocked at all that, you know, Brand- Brandon Ayuk is uh, top of mind for a lot of these teams given his production last year in this offense. So no intro video. Uh, this morning, uh, this evening, I want to jump right into it. And I'm going to start with the the most popular topic, which is related to the quarterback. So John Lynch, I'm paraphrasing here, but in some capacity, basically came out and said with the way that Brock played at the end of the 2022 season, he's probably in the the leader in the clubhouse to be the starter in the 2023 season. A lot of conjecture around this. A lot of people upset saying, hey, we're not even giving Trey a chance. Like the experiment might be over before it's even started. So what what can we read into about this? First, I want to go back to my previous statement. It's it's March 27th, right? The league, the season doesn't kick off until uh, September, first week of September um, this year. So a lot can happen from now till then. The draft hasn't even taken place. But should we really be shocked by those comments in any capacity? Barring that UCL injury in the NFC Championship game, based on his play and Trey being injured, hard to argue that Brock probably wasn't going to be the starting quarterback going into the season. Obviously, that injury flips the script a little bit and makes you have to reconsider you know, what's taking place and, and who's on your roster. Here's what we do know. We do know that Brock just had successful UCL surgery. We know he's at this point, probably 10 ish weeks away from even being able to throw a football. So what everything we're doing is projecting what that recovery timeline is going to be somewhere around the neighborhood of six months. But you have no barometer for this, right? The UCL is typically a baseball injury, right? Leads to Tommy John surgery, not consistent with nfl quarterbacks and their throwing motion so we really have no precedent on how he's going to actually recover but let's just say bring to plan 12 weeks post-surgery he starts throwing the football um after that it's going to be time. you know he's got to get his body in shape he's got to um, be ready to go so the reality of him participating in a full training camp unlikely the reality of him being ready to go at the start of the season probably even more unlikely So really hard to say, this is Brock Purdy's team, in my opinion. I think what John Lynch did there was show support um, around that quarterback and their performance. But again, it is March 27th. We haven't even seen the draft take place just yet. When we get closer to the season in training camp, that's when we should be really focused in on this scenario. How I see it as of today... It is still Trey Lance's QB1 to start the season, specifically going into training camp. I would say unless he implodes or gets injured in training camp, then maybe you're going to hear more about Sam Darnold. And in part of imploding is can Sam outperform him and steal reps from him in camp while Brock is still recovering? Yeah. I mean, it's likely, but I think the wheels are in motion to say that Trey is QB1, and then the competition really begins when Trey, um, when Brock Purdy comes back from injury and depending upon how Trey is performing. Now, based on those that sentiment from John Lynch, I think it's very safe to assume that Trey's leash is rather short. But here's what I want you all to stop and think about for just a moment. And shout out to Marco Martinez, who's been calling this out on, on Twitter all night, and he is not wrong. This is something that I think a lot of us um, have been keen to or, or focused in on. Is John Lynch tells a different story than when Kyle Shanahan is sitting next to him. When Kyle Shanahan is sitting next to him, anytime John Lynch is going to speak or finishes a statement, he kind of looks at Shanahan and is like, hey, Kyle, did I say the right things? Did I say the wrong things? Etc." I I still can't help but think that Trey Lance is Kyle's guy. like, And we got really fortunate that Mr. Irrelevant performed really well and way beyond expectations, so much so that nobody saw that coming, right? So now you have a a, a totally different conundrum, but a good problem to have going into the offseason prior to that injury. So it's hard for me to imagine that the Trey Lance experiment has come and gone. What I would say is that the road has gotten a lot tougher for Trey to overcome and Brock's injury might be a little bit of a silver lining for Trey, because it's going to give him the reps and the opportunities needed in OTAs in, in training camp. And then honestly, probably through the first two, maybe even three weeks of the 2023 season, I heard John Lynch loud and clear talking about Brock. We see Brock as the future, et cetera. I, I don't argue with that. I'm not disagreeing with that. He very well could be, but if you really believe that with an injury that you don't have much background on in a sense of like, Hey, like look at all these recovery times. Like it's not like an ACL where we understand where they're coming back from. It, it's just not a common injury in the NFL. If that's your future, Are you really just rushing him right in with no real training camp under his belt, no reps, uh, no rhythm, et cetera, and just say, hey, go out there and figure it out on the field. With this roster, I don't think that bodes well for him. Give him the opportunity to buy his time, feel comfortable, get healthy, and then maybe see what's up based on how Trey is performing. I think why I wanted to jump on tonight and kind of record and I want to put this out there to get all of your sentiment and all of your feedback related to this is – it is still so early in the off season that unless you are the Kansas city chiefs, the Buffalo bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, teams that, you know, who your quarterback is, barring injury, you're not really coming out and saying, Hey, on March 27th, it, this is my, this is my QB one to start like that. That rhetoric just doesn't make a ton of sense. Cause there's still so many things that can happen now. I'll play the politician with you for a minute and, and kind of comfortably cover my rear in the sense of like the draft's about a month away. You never know what could happen. Somebody could knock on your door, maybe make an enticing offer for you on, on tray, and, and maybe say, okay, let's move on. That can all happen. But where we sit today, I feel pretty confident that that's not going to happen. I also feel confident in saying that I'm not putting much stock into what John is saying, John Lynch is saying, other than just continued praise for a job well done for Brock Purdy at the end of the season. Let's not forget what team we root for here, right? This is also the same team and the same leadership that after five games in 2017 made Jimmy Garoppolo one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL and then for the next four and a half, five seasons, all we have had is a quarterback controversy that, and all we would hear about is that Jimmy's holding back this offense. Kyle can't do anything with Jimmy, put anybody else in there. You know, some of which is true, some of which is complete garbage. Um, you know, Jimmy is competent, you know, he's not the worst quarterback in the league and he, and he's far better than, than some of the other pick of the litter, if you will. But it's hard for me to really actually believe that this team has a plan Around who's under center? I think the people are there um, that they'd like to go forward with, but I don't think there's a a finite plan because there's too much unknown. Is there enough body of work around Brock Purdy? No. Is there enough Brock uh, body of work around Trey Lance? No. Is there enough body of work around Sam Darnold? Probably, but are you thrilled with what he's done? You know, in his other stops in the NFL? No. Right. So like, I I think I do believe that they believe in their personnel that they have here, but there's just still so much that needs to shake out that to sit here and wave your wand and say, this is our quarterback going into next season. You just can't, you know, Brock played great, but he's there by chance and he took advantage of that and he should be rewarded for that hundred percent, you know, but. Should we penalize Trey because he just couldn't stay on the, you know, a couple of bad breaks and just hasn't been in state, able to stay on the field? And he basically had the equivalent of a redshirt year. And then when his, it was t- his turn to play, week two, just a bad break, right? Like, no pun intended, but a bad break. Um, and he had to set up the season. And but this happens in the NFL, right? Next man up. We hear it all the time. Next man up. Next man up. Don't be ready for your opportunity. Prepare like you're the starter because you never know when you will will be. All those mantras that you hear. I'm just saying the jury's still out. There's still way too much time from now until the start of the season for you to come out and say Brock or Trey is QB1. From my lens, where I sit, based on Brock's injury, the timetable, to recovery, I think it is more than fair and and comfortable to assume that Trey Lance is your starting quarterback, Q1, barring something catastrophic like a trade. Um, and I did mention earlier the potential of implosion that kind of lowers your confidence in him if he's the guy. But we, you, you, can't, you can't sit here unless you're in that locker room and tell me he is the guy or he isn't the guy. There's just not enough f- tape to, to, to see, right? I mean, everything that we get to see as fans and even some of the media personnel about how Trey carries himself and how he engages and interacts with his team. What's there not to love about them? Same with Brock. Like, you know, they, they carry themselves pretty similar. Very professional, very seeming, very understanding around the, the politics in in a locker room. And I'm sure both of them have support of, of players in, in that locker room, right? Those who played with Brock down that stretch and those who were gung-ho coming out of training camp to go with, with Trey and have spent two years with Trey versus a single season with Brock. It's TBD. And for anybody speculating otherwise, I you know, I think we're just trying to create some banter um, and fill the, the void in, in the time in the offseason. But it's it's flat out TBD. Right. Um, last point that I'll make related to this is. When Brock comes back healthy and has gotten some reps, even just practice. Right. And showing that, hey, there's no lingering soreness or tiredness in the arm or in the elbow or whatever it might be. Yeah, then based on the way he played, it should be a quarterback controversy. It should be an open competition. Um, and Trey's leash, unfortunately, probably should be short, right? We always talk about it. I talk about it on the We're Talking Football podcast all the time. The best ability is availability. And so far, Trey has been unavailable when needed. That has to be a knock of some sorts. But we – he. This is his window of opportunity. If he does not take advantage of this and it's week three and all of a sudden you see Brock in the starting lineup, yeah, the experiment's over. It's over, right? It's Brock and whomever else go forward, and they're going to cut their losses and move on for Trey beyond the 2023 season. Still might hang on to him, have a viable backup, et cetera, but the moment is now for him. He needs to be a leader in OTAs, present, active, He's got to build camaraderie in that locker room and get some of these players behind him and see how that lends itself into training camp. And then he's got to keep that train rolling and moving forward. I'm getting a little flustered myself when I see, you know, some of these talking heads, like not even mentioning Trey when they're just like, it's Brock. And if Brock can't be there, then it's going to be Sam Darnold. No, like I'm going back to the Jim Harbaugh mantra of like iron sharp sharpens iron. Like you heard Christian Watson talk about it related to Trey Lance about competition and understanding that you always want to be competing for your job. You never want to be complacent. You want to be pushed by the best. Teams say it all the time. To be the best, you got to beat the best. We don't want a weaken squad. We want to play the best team so that when we come out on top, there is no excuse and a definitive answer around who's the best. Players are no different. They don't want their job handed to them, but this is this is Trey's opportunity. And this is, might be the last opportunity, and that's going to be post-draft into OTA. Well, OTAs actually start before the draft. So OTAs into mini camp and then training camp. And, you know, he's got to take advantage of this opportunity because it might be the last one he gets. So definitely curious to hear your thoughts and your sentiment around this. So please, um, I'm going to post this video. Please leave comments. Um, rip me apart. Let me know what you agree with, what you disagree with. I want to keep this an an open banter. I just mentioned it is the offseason, um, and unfortunately, in Forty Nine er world, it feels like we talk about this position entirely way too much. I'm sure we'd much rather be uh, comfortable in this spot and argue about trading a, a you know, a seventh round twenty twenty fifth uh, twenty twenty five draft pick for a kicker. You know, uh, I'm sure we'd rather be having those uh, off season conversations. But I digress. Here we are. Second piece I wanted to dive into tonight, I wanted to focus mainly on the quarterback position, but the again, it's league meetings. Uh, you're hearing Brandon Ayuk's name being tossed around related to teams are inquiring about him. It means nothing. Teams are always inquiring about players' availabilities. You, you never know, and, and a prudent team should be listening to anything anybody has to say. I mean, they're the ones who ultimately have to agree to it. So if you want said player, Brandon Ayuk or fill in the blank, come make me an offer I can't refuse. You know, you saw um, Denver talking about Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, you know, minimum first round pick, and they backed off a little bit. You know, if I'm the 49ers and somebody wants Brandon Ayuk because he is definitively part of my plan, and I know we already picked up the fifth-year option, which is going to carry a number around like $14 million or, or so, but – you're going to have to blow me away and that's going to have to include a, a first round pick, but we shouldn't be caught off guard by the speculation. I kind of mentioned this very early in the offseason last year, just based on the way the wide receiver market was going and how much value teams are putting into the position and trying to have multiple studs to move the ball. When the Debo speculation came out now that went a bit further requesting a trade and doing all of that. Yes, we saw all that play out, but look where he is still. I think what, people might be grasping for is it's really hard to retain both Debo Ayuk, and then some of the other playmakers that we already have under contract for the foreseeable future but let's not forget cap goes up spoiler alert tomorrow evening I'm going to be on with Jason Hurley resident 49ers cap expert we're going to talk about the salary cap so I won't get too far into that but the cap goes up year over year um, as as TV revenue goes up and league revenue goes up so should be able to fit him in We'll know he'll be here, but to me, Brandon Ayuk is detrimental and vital to the success of this team in this small window. We have left over maybe two, maybe the next three seasons um, where we have we could truly be pushing um, for a Super Bowl appearance and if not a Lombardi trophy. I mean, the dude's a phenomenal wide receiver, runs incredible routes. You've seen all the videos, guys. Um, He's a dog in the passing game, in the running game, right? Blocking, doing everything, getting under wide receiver. Um, excuse me, defensive back skins. Uh, skin. He's he is so integral to to what they need to do. He's part of that Yak family. Very special with the ball in his hands. And if Brock's the guy, you know we didn't see Brock stretch the field as well. We did the knock on him already is not the big arm like maybe Trey has. A little similar to Jimmy you know so it's going to be that Kyle offense where these guys got to do more with the ball in their hands you you can't let a guy like that go and and i see no reason why they would it's just again that time of year where you would expect teams they don't know locker room dynamics a guy might be a superstar but if he's a a headache don't you just want to ask and see how the his own team feels about him and values him if you can rob him like why wouldn't you rob him you know like why wouldn't you? That's the prudent thing to do. All teams should be at this time of year should be investigating every single way that their team could get better and what gaps they need to fill. That's what free agency is all, all is all about. That's what the draft is all about. And these league meetings where general managers and head coaches and, and other staff members are present. It's sandwiched in between those two pending off season events. Of course, speculation and chatter should arise but the reality to me is iuk's going no um going nowhere at least for the 2023 season um unless again i you know i i hate playing politician like my my everything in my power in my gut in my body tells me he's here but never say never you know you somebody might call and make that offer that you're like jeez Luis How do I say no to that? you know if it gets me an opportunity to better myself in a, in a a dire position of need, like maybe, you know, I mean, this will never happen, but let's say you did pick up the, you don't know what your quarterback position is going to look like. You did pick up the phone, kick the tires on Lamar and you call over to Baltimore and they're like, you know, we want number 11 as part of that package. Like, okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Let's talk about that, that sort of thing. So whatever it's a it's such a fun time um of of the season i know we're always looking for fodder and ways to to fill the time and one little thing gets said and the world's imploding and crashing down and we need to investigate it and everybody's going to talk to about it till we're blue in the face myself included Uh, but i love being part of it i love having these conversations you know especially during the off season because it's speculation right like everything is speculation so you can speculate whatever you want. But here's my fifth reminder of this. It's March 27th. Um, this is usually when the crazy talk happens. Uh, some of it comes to fruition. Most of it doesn't. Um, again, it's all that, that S word, speculation, um, until something takes place. So again, whether it's related to the Brandon Ayuk situation, which is vastly different than Debo, we have not heard anything related to Brandon saying, requesting a trade or wanting out or being disgruntled this is all brought to you by John Lynch saying that teams are investigating if he's available same being said for the Brock Purdy Trey Lance Sam Darnold saga is it's based on John Lynch's words and i would caution and urge all of you to be very careful about the verbiage that they use john lynch is not an unintelligent man he's a very intelligent man he's a stanford graduate right like he that's part of the criteria um i know he could throw a baseball and i know he was a, a heck of a football player a hall of fame football player um but to to be at that enrolled in that university you certainly have to have a head on your shoulders as well and when you use words like probably you know that's not a definitive commitment to anything it's just saying it's probable It's likely it's not a guarantee. It's not a certainty, right? It's, it's those sort of things um, that, that you just want to, you want to read into Um, that being said, I think coaches talk tomorrow um, at the league, at the league meeting. So would I be shocked in any capacity to hear Kyle say, Trey's our guy, (laughs) not even a little bit. This is the madness. That is the San Francisco 49ers. They are the gift that keeps on giving, um, when it comes to just off-season content um, and you know water cooler water cooler chatter, if you will, that you can talk about, oh god, they just give you everything that you could ever ask for and more. So, hope you enjoyed uh, the tonight's video. I'm going to get it up real fast. I just want to make sure that um, you know it was timely. Uh, certainly, encourage you again. The likes, the subscribes, the engagement. Forget the likes and the subscribes. Engage. Like I, I, I want to know your feedback. I want to know your thoughts on this. Like I said earlier, rip me to shreds. Tell me what you agree with. Let's talk about what you disagree with. If you make good points, let's do a live show and we'll come on and we'll talk about it. Like this is an open forum that's all about my 49ers, your 49ers. It's island 49. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, so please, um, I encourage and 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 appreciate the the engagement. And, and more importantly, appreciate y'all you, you know giving me 15- 20 minutes of your time tuning in. Uh, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow um, night so probably the wet, the video available to you Wednesday morning. I'm gonna be uh, locked in with uh, Jason Hurley, your, your 49ers resident cap expert gonna have a lot of fun talking about myths related to the cap, the 49ers cap situation and you know kicking the can down the road and what that means. So stay tuned again, this was Island 49. I'm Weston Smith. appreciate y'all.